Hello and welcome to the Raising Men Show. I'm one of your hosts, Craig Carlisle. I want to say Super Tuesdays. I probably should still be able to say Super Tuesdays. We're airing Tuesday in Virginia, Connecticut. Probably in airing in your house almost every day of the week if you're listening to the show. So today we have Evan. No, no we don't have Evan. Because no. why did I bring Evan up? Evan was just in the room, but ah, wow. So we got the college grad it's folks. Been senile that. already. Oh wow, it's not completely senile. I just, I just had my dinner. Had some <laughs> shrimp and grits, some scrimps and scrumps, yeah, some scrimps, and got my mind all discombobulated. <laughs> so you all, the college folks, you and oh Shane's not here. So two of the college recent college graduates. So Katie, you got out last recent, year. Recent high school graduates. Sir. Oh, that's your college. Yes, you did. And you said college graduates. I was like, oh, well, glory, yeah. hallelujah. Yeah. Y'all got some more years. Y'all be out, too. So recent high school graduates. Katie, you've been out a year. I can go first since I've been out the longest. Um, all, the, all your seasoned wisdom there. <laughs> well, I mean, like, it's kind of weird because when I, after, not, I mean, not even immediately after high school, I mean, I started working. And then it, going to work almost felt like going back to school again, almost. And that, but it's a similar mindset and like environment. And I was like, why? I don't know why it felt like that way. And I was like, if I ever was late to work, I thought it was only like getting in trouble. I was like, not when, and not that I was ever late that often. Maybe max on, I can count on one hand that I was ever late to work. But I was like, well, most people don't really care. I mean, I'm here. It's not that big a deal. And I'm here and on time often. And just like that, it's like mindset that I don't think else to compare it to with it being my first job as well. But. Um, so you weren't late a lot, right? You're not like in danger of losing your job, man. You know, because no, you got commitments, no. you got bills, you know, you got yeah, bills. Yeah, no, 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 nothing no, no, like that. Maybe three, maybe three. I don't know, but not late by very much. Um, but no, I mean, I've enjoyed it. It's a lot different to do my own thing, and I've joined Kessim as a counselor now. It's a lot of different experiences and shifting perspectives on stuff I would do as a kid and I get to do now as a part adult so how does it how does the adulting make you feel because you've we were just talking about some stuff doing we're just dealing with money and finances how mm-hmm. does that um how does adulting and finance hit you it's expensive <laughs> very expensive and i realizing how much working and then like oh i used to think like um for some of those that used to be in high school it's like oh a thousand dollars every two weeks is nice that's great I mean, because, like, I didn't have a whole lot to spend it on. I was like, buy whatever I want, save up for something bigger. And then um, that was really it. But now that I have, like, car insurance and then my own gas and... Um, rent. Yeah, rent. Um, I was like, oh. Car repairs. Okay. Literally car repairs. I was like, okay, this is a, it's a bit more expensive than I thought it was going to be. So now I've got half of that basically in my pocket. Um, but I mean, it's nice. I mean, not nice in a way that, okay, I get to, excuse me, experience the world and get to learn how I can balance and manage it without be, uh, becoming too overwhelmed and stressed out about it. That's awesome. Ryan, you're in the mix too with working, but you were working before high school finished. And I worked about a month after, and then I quit because I, at the time, I was like, oh, I'm going to go to Arizona, so I'm going to get that stuff prepped. Unfortunately, you know, it doesn't happen, but at the same time, it's not like it's, I'm hung up on it. I was probably just hung up on it for the day, but like, 
it was like half the day because at the end of the day I started figuring out I was like oh I'll just go get all my stuff together figure out a new plan <clears throat> and not be thousands of dollars in debt yeah like I, yeah. it took me a surprisingly short time to get over it because I think in the back of my mind I always knew that was probably going to be the case in the first place I just wanted to try as hard as I could to see if I could get there mm-hmm. and I got really close it was just that financial aspect that we just couldn't grab a hold of at the end yeah. but like seeing my plan right now I'm not I'm not mad at it I'm going to community college for these next two years you know if I I, I talked to auntie actually the other day I could if I wanted to I could just wow you called auntie first I wow. actually did call auntie first that I did is new. I, I told her about my uh, college plan and stuff and I was telling her all that kinds of junk about what's, what's going on right now uh, she was talking about, oh, you have the option if you want to. I can just try to go to like a UC next year and just apply for uh, scholarships. But I was like, I think I'm going to just stick the two years of community college out, to be honest. Like, or at least I'll see how these first two feel. And then if I want to do another one, I'll do that. First two years or first, oh, first two first two semesters? first two semesters, yeah. And then I'll go from there. Okay. Like, You're going to be a career <laughs> junior college graduate? I'm <laughs> get you a master's in junior college? <laughs> um, but I had my first two classes today, which was really cool. The English class still felt a little bit like a high school class, just because like the teacher, she was very nice. I I, don't, I think I was expecting more of like a teacher that was going to be like, okay, you guys are going to have to do this, this, and that, like super complex stuff. But she was still she was really nice and was like she's gonna she's the kind of teacher who's I can see helping us a lot with our like writing ability and stuff and like peer editing and like things like that is going to be a big aspect of the class. So that was really nice. It was. No one really said anything because it was like 9 a.m. So some people still weren't awake. I was all right because I woke. I took a shower this morning. So I was I'm like, so oh. glad you took a shower before you went to class. Yeah, I, was, I prayed for those students that were going to be in the same classes. I was like, Lord, wow. please, let's, let's give Ryan the guidance to shower before class. Wow. And put on deodorant. Wow. <laughs> and a new set of clothes. Wow. Amen. I, I spoke in tongues and everything. Wow. Phil was there to witness it. That's wild. Should have won a That's that's wow. The disrespect I'm hearing right now. I just went to class. <laughs> Jeez. But um, other than that, though, it was it was a pretty it was a little long class, but it only felt long. I guess. Well, the fact that it was pretty much two hours, and also we didn't really do anything besides like go over the syllabus, the course outline, essentially what we're going to be getting into this year, um, and then we did like a little bit of like a writing diagnostic it's like how is like your education affected your writing ability and stuff or what do you want out of this class that those kinds of questions so it's like oh okay so i just kind of got a chance to use the new laptop shane gave me so that was cool um but, but does it fold in half though but is it touch screen it's touch screen it's a very nice laptop so and then I went to my psychology class, which I had like an hour gap between both classes. So I drove up to the other campus and just kind of sat like around campus for like a little bit. Uh, looked at my syllabus for my other classes, and I was I was telling you guys earlier, like off the air, but uh, uh, the psychology class was just really boring today because I know it was like day one, but I've never had to sit in a class and do absolutely nothing for an hour and fifteen minutes. We didn't say anything. We didn't talk to each other we didn't really the teacher get, didn't do anything at all no, no the, the teacher did the teacher did everything <laughs> but that, that everything were, was really slow talking about the really long syllabus the entire time and was like 
taken forever of on different things. They clearly did not have a plan for that first day. It's not that they didn't have a plan. I think they were just they just naturally they t- take a long time to describe stuff mm-hmm. because they were just going over like every aspect of the syllabus, which was good and all, but like. I felt like for some reason that the they spark notes, you know, not not yeah. not, not you. The, no, no, the teacher. Yeah, teacher. Yeah, like I'm like you could have, you didn't have to drag it out that. Long. I understand it's a long syllabus, or like if anything, you could have allowed us to like look at it ourselves, like give a little thing, like ask questions about it. People still ask questions, yeah, but like they just took a really long time, and that was just kind of annoying because we didn't do anything else for the rest of class. It was just them talking about the entire syllabus, and then, but they seem like a pretty lenient teacher because for like. um where there's a total of four exams we'll be taking the entire semester, <laughs> three midterms and the final at the end. Um, Dang, how and you can drop. Got? Hmm? How many middles y'all got? <laughs> I don't know, mm-hmm. but uh, we can drop one of those exam scores if it's like we can drop the lowest one if we uh, out of all four, and then we'll take a total of like thirteen quizzes, and you can drop five that are your lowest scores. So that's that's pretty cool. But like in return for those, you can't retake or try to. You can't really retake quizzes. Or like, then we'll give you like an extra extended deadline because it's like you get three attempts to do the quizzes anyways. You, so it's like they're, they're, they're giving you still retaking it. Just yeah. not at a later date. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Because it's like if you're going to get that many chances, then just like keep trying. You know, you don't need to find another date to take it. Yeah. But that's just how it is. But other than that, the classes today were really, really chill. Uh, some of the, there's a lot of people in my psychology class. There's not a lot of people in my English class. The class was pretty small. Um, and then after my psychology class, I just got my hand, got in the car and drove home. Uh, it was interesting walking through the campus though, because the, the, I have to drive to two campuses. I have to drive to San Alejo for my for, for my English class, and then Oceanside to my psychology class, and. The Oceanside campus has a lot more people. I know that because mm-hmm. it's, it's a bigger one of the campuses, of course. But and the San Alejo one was just under construction, I believe. So there wasn't really anyone on campus. And it's also a lot smaller, too. It's mm-hmm. a lot. There's very fewer buildings. But the Oceanside campus, I was like looking around and stuff. I like watching the people pass between classes and stuff. Like I noticed that there was a lot of adults there mm-hmm. that were going back and uh, getting their education and stuff like that. Were you an adult? Well, you will be. In well, November. I know, but I mean, like, Older like, than, like, know. like people who have like kids and stuff. Oh, like, some lady so had her like child with her, like walking to class and stuff. Really? It was like in like a, her like front, like the front little like, carrier thing. Like an infant? Yeah, she was like walking. I saw her walking around campus with it. Did get that and degree? You <laughs> hmm? get that? Get that degree? <laughs> it's like the there's degree. a will, there's a will. Well, then why don't you pay tuition for the baby too? There was uh, so I was waiting for my to get to go to my classroom, and I guess there was like a class happening before ours. Some people were coming out, and there was a lot of adults in that class. A lot of people with like tattoos. A lot of older people. There was a lady who came out with a walker, like wow, an old person. Yeah, she she came wow. with a walker. I was you like, you don't say old old person, it's just a person no with a walker. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm not gonna. I don't need to say that. Be old to have a walker. That's true, because yeah, but like she she was an older lady, um, older black lady. Um, it was like uh, it, was, it was a lot of it was like a lot of older people who were taking the uh, taking these classes and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's really cool that they're going around and doing this. There's actually a guy who's probably in his like thirties or something like that who's in my English class. He's real old. He he's like like I was looking at him and I was like he's he like retired. our height and stuff. Like probably a little bit shorter than me maybe. Yeah. But I was like. That's he doesn't fine. look like a, he doesn't look you? like our age at all. 
let me have this, okay? <laughs> I don't have as much height as you. But um he yeah, he was he looked a little bit older than the rest of us. I was like, is he supposed to be in this class? Apparently he had like gone to like a, like a different college. I think it was Georgia Tech or something like that and he had the, he had to drop out due to like mental health reasons and stuff. I was about to say, dang, how do you end up here? <laughs> no, no, no offense to that guy. And then uh <laughs> He had, like, moved to another, to I think, out here and stuff because of his job. He had done, like, I forget what his job was, but he was, like, telling us about it. And then uh, decided to come out here and uh, try to go for, like, a degree in, like, math. He said something that's more straightforward because I forgot. I think he was doing something like engineering beforehand or, like, some, some sort of support role. And then he was like, okay, I'll just switch to this. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't really expect it because I was like, this is English 100. <laughs> this is like the starting math class that like everyone's like, if you're like your first semester, you're going to start an English class. Yeah, starting English class. Sorry. Yeah. Subjects now? <laughs> I know they added letters to math, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Math math. they said E-N-G-L. I don't know there was a formula to do an essay. Exactly. You know mm-hmm. I guess technically there is a formula to do an essay. There is a formula. There's a format anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd like the you know, make sure you take that first day, first week to kind of take it easy. Because the teachers have to kind of get around into it. Because like you were saying off airs, like you don't have your book. Mm-hmm. Right? So the teachers know they need to kind of get a little warm up into things because they're still waiting for that financial aid to kick in and mm-hmm. get folks, folks to get their books and get set. They kind of like but then there'll be some that are going to hit the ground running. So that entry-level English, right, mm-hmm. for what you went through today, Kate, I'm sure you can attest to too, it's just, it's not going to be that every class where y'all sit there for an hour and a half. Oh, no, I don't you know? doubt it. Uh, she she did explain there's going to be a lot of, like, I think we're starting our first actual, like, not, I think reading and, like, getting into stuff, like, yeah. next class. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be, like, a heavy reading kind of thing, but, like, it's... We're still easing into it, but of course we're gonna have something next class. And um, my psychology class, we already have a quiz next week. We're starting our first unit, I think, next class, I believe. And we have a yeah, we have a quiz. But they give us she gives you four days to take the quiz. And again, like I said, you get three attempts to take the quiz, and they take your online or something. You t- yeah, you take the you take the quiz in your own time online, yeah. so it's pretty much all of it is open note kind of thing. So okay. it's like you're you have a high chance to pass because you just have the textbook, whatever notes we did or whatever like sure. that. So I'm I think I'll be real okay in this class. So. I want to follow up with you whenever you come back on and, and talk about this after these first couple of tests and all around first t- cycle of tests go by because when. I was going to school 100 years ago, back in the old days, and we had chocolate. Okay, yeah, go give it to me. We had chocolate. Back when the wheels were still stone. Yeah, that's that part. Yeah. So me and uh, Fred Flintstone, we was in class. Party, you know, and everybody. They, they didn't have the hanging down projectors. They had that yeah. one on the cart they wheeled in. Oh yeah, they had, they, well, they, no, they had, actually they didn't actually, have a cart. They yet. They, they didn't even have a projector. Yeah, they had, they <laughs> the had torch. a torch actually, that and a little magnifying. Yeah, like cave painting. Exactly. 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 The potato farmer was the president. Exactly. Yeah, I had to write y'all problems on the board using a, a chisel. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much that's pretty much pretty much but when we were there man it was like um, hey maybe lose my train of thought oh oh that's what I'm saying your old people that you're saying in class I used to hate to have them in my class because I would I like you when I first came I was like oh all these old people in my class like, I, had, I had the misconception that college was for young folks mm-hmm. and that's kind of what they advertised not advertised for but like mm-hmm. what you see on the 
on the websites, younger people. Sure. And like, yay, older people. books, school. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm getting an education. Jeans. <laughs> jinkies. Oh, when you, when you get <laughs> jeans. There, oh, I said jinkies. <laughs> but when you get a chance, man, it's it's a lot of chance, especially in this now and day and age, people to reinvent themselves, people out of work, people going back into the workforce after so long. Now we're talking about pandemic, people lost jobs, trying to get back into the swing of things, trying to find a new career. Mm-hmm. In this case, some cases, parents who may be like me, they've been caregivers <clears throat> this whole time. And it, like with mom, she didn't finish school, finish college, meaning. So when she was going to, she wanted to go back and finish and just chose not to finish. But she was going for some time. What was but, she going to school for? <clears throat> you know, I want to say it was something psychology related i don't think i just always assume mom actually finished college i didn't actually know that because i think whenever i filled out like financially aid stuff and it asked about your both the parents mm-hmm. i was like yeah they both finished college and I was, I, they came knocking on the door so so you lied <laughs> you lied I mean, it's not gonna matter so I didn't we, get dug her out of, we dug her out of the grave performed a ouija board ceremony and yeah. asked her okay Yes, she, she said uh, you was capping yeah, <laughs> yeah she fraudulated your paperwork but no she she was supposed to have finished college the week or two before we got married in 2001. And this is one of the things I always, when you have moments in your life when you have regret and you can remember what, that you should have done something different, I remember thinking that we should have pushed the wedding back until she finished. And I should have been more rigid on that. And I said, well, I said, well, why don't we just wait? I kind of made it an option for us. Yeah, well, just, just, just wait. I mean, because I know you'll get into planning. You'll get more into wedding excitement than you will Other than school. You split your, your minds to different places. Right. And, and it wasn't like she was taking some, you know, piece of junk classes. These were the last four classes or so for her degree. So she would be finished. So they were heavyweight classes. And she was like, no, 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 I can do it. I can do it. I'm going to finish. I'm black and balance. And, and she didn't. So she wound up dropping the stuff and that's not finishing. And unfortunately, as family life set in and building life together set in and, you know, one day turned into four years and and then she tried to go back again. And it was, you know, schools change their requirements almost every year to, you know, increase the opportunity for you to have to pay some more money to keep mm-hmm. going to school. So that one you know, semester, two missed semesters, four missed semesters turned into now you have to add this many classes and then she would try to restart then stop and then another year turned into six or seven and then it became, okay, you almost have to restart all over again because you've been out so long. You know, so it became a hassle for us. So what my regret, long story short, is I should have just said, no, we're going to push the date and, not, and just let her be mad mm-hmm. because she would have had her degree. Mm-hmm. Because that was that turned out to be one of the regrets that she had out of her own mouth in her life that she never went back and finished. When in just reality, she should we, we should have just waited the month or two, pushed it back to October or November, had the same wedding, but it may not have been Sunday, or we could have pushed it a year, mm-hmm. right? It had the same time, but the following year, what what would the difference have been, right? Mm-hmm. Now, like you know, <clears throat> we talk about you know life is short, you know, we don't know what's going to happen and. You know, all things work together, right? So it, it did what it did. So we can't let it harbor. But it was one of the things that throughout her life and my life we harbored, right? So when and I bring that back because when I found people in my classes that were older than me, 
these people were coming back and they were serious about their education. It meant something to them. They, they understood what it was to not have. You know, so they knew that their time was short. They knew they'd already learned through life's rough battles that I need to get this done because this matters to me. This is going to be the difference between me getting a promotion or me getting a better job and feeding my family versus me being, you know, 18. When I came in school, I was like, whatever. I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to the parties. I'm going to do what I do. And if I get my work done, it'll be all right. And I'm realizing my BC or less with me not putting the effort in and these other folks that work in 40 hour days driving an hour to class trying to stay up on campus late going back home to be with their families and I don't know how they did it they were pulling the A's and was destroying the curve and I was like I find myself going wait a minute how in the world are you able to get all this stuff done for this class and still pull 40 hours a week in your job Mm -hmm. and be husband, wife, and be on the road. Because I was living like two miles from campus. Still pulling B's and C's. Mm. These folks driving in from L.A. to the San Fernando Valley. Well, if those were on the radio listening, that was like in traffic, it'd take you hours sometimes just to drive those few 20 or 30 miles. But they were doing it because it meant something to them. So They, they have a <clears throat> different type of term, determination yeah. than most of these like younger kids coming into. Because these younger kids still like, some of them are like you're fresh out of high school. They're like, oh, no, it's going to be easy. Yeah, I'm young. I can't even ride this out. You know, Just like, like, you, like you mentioned earlier, I think I, I got this. I got three four chances. Yeah, but like these people are like, no, nah, I'm here to get this done. I'm going to do it to the best of my ability and, all, and try their hardest on everything. Yeah. So I'm hoping that you, you're going to find your groove. You both find your groove because you guys are on different paths on a similar road right now, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to take that self-determination because no one's going to be telling you, I'm not going to be able to, hey, get your work done, go ahead and work done. Now, Kate, I'll get on you because we're, you know, we're doing the printing stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, and the, and the both of you, I'll get on you and say, hey, y'all get your show done, you know, so we can be on air. <clears throat> but when it comes to schoolwork and stuff like that and learning applications and stuff like that and getting your papers, doing the reading, Ryan, mm-hmm. that reading may not be anything you really care about. And it's going to be like, good Lord, I may have 60, 70, 80 pages or more to read a day. And you haven't even kicked in the job again. You yeah, know still waiting on that. Still waiting on so, that review from right. Target. So it's just a matter now of finding that groove, maximizing the time, getting up off the bed or couch or whatever, getting out of the game system and realize, you know, this, you got to find that drive on the inside and make it go. Mm-hmm. Because... You pull up an F in school, we lose a contract on the print. It's and then it's like, oh shoot, I should have, I should have. We don't, you don't want to have that woulda, shoulda. Mm-hmm. As best you can, grind it. <clears throat> the sooner we get that crap done, then the sooner you can do anything else that you want to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What does it feel? I mean, if you had perfect world, if you had to describe what your life would look like right now, what? What do you, what do you, how do you envision what is coming for you? Because you've never done this before. Okay, you got one year ahead of Ryan, right? But but now you're in an area that's, that's different. You know what I'm saying? Though it's two years out, it's still different now. When you guys get up in the morning and you kind of begin to lay down at night, what do you, what do you plan for yourself? What's the goal, maybe? How is that going to look for you? Mm-hmm. 
Do you he's restate the question? So, so basically, so the short version is, what's the goal for this year? What's the goal for your lives right now? I mean, not just just this short four months to, to Christmas. What's the goal? I think for me, it's. Uh, I actually had this conversation with uh, my friend Evan Savon the other day. It's uh, to really keep my head in the game on this whole rest of the couple months and then next semester of school, of course, trying to keep me on top of my classwork, be able to turn all my stuff in, paying attention in class, getting good grades. Because I, I said that like the past like three, four years all throughout high school saying I want to keep my grades up. And I did. I still did that. But I don't think I used the same determination that I want to have right now because even though I like, I kept the my grades are up. Different. Hmm? Yeah, the stakes yeah, are different. Yeah, yeah. Stakes are different, and I'll, like, I would, I would like turn in late work and stuff. I was like, oh, well, it's not a big deal. It's not gonna. Because some of my teachers are like, oh, you could turn late work in for full credit. I'm like, okay, that's cool. And then, or some teachers just wouldn't do late work, and I'm like, oh, I can miss one or two assignments. It's not a big deal. I'll still have an A, B in the class, something like that, you know. But going into like, I knew, I knew coming in that like the stakes are gonna be a lot more different than uh high school i'm gonna have to actually really turn these assignments in because i should have to pay attention to what's happening in the class yeah because to do the homework yeah because the teachers like not all the teachers are gonna like hold my hand through the entire process mm-hmm. a lot of this is like like even coming to class is a thing that i have to do on my own because um my english teacher if you she said that if you miss five class periods you get dropped from the class so you um wow. unexcused like unexcused absences of course but uh, it's like I have to be like letting her know like hey I can't come to class because I'm like sick today or I have like a certain reason I can't go today for some reason like yeah, there are my, some my lung flew out yeah <laughs> um one my, kid actually came up to my her and one kid came up to her and said like hey I can't come in on these days because of Jewish holidays and because like Jew- certain Jewish holidays are not allowed to drive exactly. and and do anything so. Um, she was like, okay, that's that's totally fine. And they were talking about that. So I was like, I really have to like let her know like a just day that I communicating and working around your schedule because that's kind of what community college is, you know. Yeah, they're not trying to nail you. Oh no, sorry, I can't do it. Bye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's really it it's a very it's independence. A lot of independence and a lot of responsibility you got to handle yourself. So I I I pretty much knew that coming into this, which is why I'm like. My goal was to really handle that new sense of responsibility. Even like when you were having me clean my, when you told me to clean my room the other day, mm-hmm. um, I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know, having this clean room now is like I'm giving myself a fresh start for these next coming years because I'm like, I'm gonna be living at home. I'm gonna be getting. I'm gonna get a job soon. I'm gonna be paying rent like Caden is. I'm gonna be like an actual, actual fully fledged. Pretty much not fully fledged, but. Pretty much an adult, adult, adult. You know, you're no, yeah, fully, yeah. November second, you'll be fully fledged. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I have to be. I'll be doing a lot of stuff on my own. I'll have a lot more responsibility and independence to go out and do everything. So I have to really be on my, on top of myself to let myself know, like, hey, you got to go get this done. You got an assignment due tomorrow, or you got an assignment due at the end of the week. Get it done now, so that you can have more time to go do whatever you want later. So let's pull back for you. <clears throat> because when I asked what the goal was, I'm kidding, we're going to get to you as well. So mm-hmm. it, it, it all relates. But when I asked what the goal was, you gave me the class goals for this immediate right now. But what's the goal for your time at 
to junior college. Oh, sorry. I, no, 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 no. I'm not saying the answer wrong. I'm just asking you to dig because if if we stayed at that if we stayed at that surface part, and you just you know so yeah I'm gonna get my grades done. Okay, so we get to the end of the two years and you graduate from junior college. Then what does it mean? Mm-hmm. What else have you learned from it other than the, the class itself? Right, and well, what and what's after junior college? So, the main goal is to, uh, well, I guess a big goal. I want to say maybe the main one, but the big goal was to get all the credits I can and to go to to transfer to UC, to a UC, preferably UCLA, so I can get my bachelor's in psychology. So what do you do? You just need a bunch of credits. I. I, I need 60 credits to graduate in two years to be able to make that transfer, okay, so which means I need to be taking 15 classes per semester. So I'm making sure that I'm getting all the credits that I need, taking the classes that I need that are required to make that transfer, so that way I so can... So you're the only one transferring? You're the only one going to transfer to UCLA? You think you're going to be competing against anybody else? Oh, no, I'm definitely going to be competing against everyone else, which is why I'm like, that's the reason why I said I'm going to be on top of my stuff to get my stuff in. Right. No, no, I'm giving you a hard time forcing (laughs) you to dig and pull from it because if you leave it, if you, our language is what defines our actions, right? If we say that, oh, I only need 60 credits. Okay, you can get 60 credits at a C, C minus. I'm not sure UCLA or any school would want to transfer student who met all of the minimum yeah at such a low grade point average well then i uh, okay so i should probably phrase it like this well i went over these you're gonna get c's through the entire way and said oh you say let me in (laughs) not gonna open open up no just kidding i'll phrase like this then i want to take these 60 credits that i need Mm -hmm. or if, if anything more because mm-hmm. I, I think I might end up taking a little bit over 60 sure. with the amount that I pick the classes I pick. Sure. But I want to do well enough in these classes, to do a lot of things that will make me stick out to rise above these other students. Here it is, right there. To allow the school to be like, yeah, I want that kid at my school. Okay. Dang, we should let this Negro in. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know what? Right there. We'll t- we want him. I, like, I want to be that guy. I want to be the kid that they pick because I did so well and I did all these things and they said yeah he belongs over here right. he should be here studying at our school right and i want to be that guy that's the part of this conversation i want you to pull from because that's the goal when when gina and greg were asking us to do vision boards a year ago right that's the thing now that should go on your vision board the vision for you is ucla transfer Mm-hmm. by what year and you know so you have the year so it's two years from 2024 right or yeah, 20, yeah 20 fall of 2024 is when i want to be in at, at ucla right so the, so you need to make sure you're saying 60 credits i need to have 50 credits one at my gpa to be 3.5 or higher or whatever you're but setting also, your- also not just 60 credits because you could take 60 credit you can get 60 credits by taking whatever classes yeah i gotta take i'm gonna take 60 credits that is that's that of transferable credits yeah, that's it that will help with my major specific language and that's what i'm yeah. actually trying to pull out if you will is the specific language you're looking for your goal is 60 transferable credits at a gpa of 3.5 or higher or whatever you're setting for yourself to, along with other things like the raising men show the framework you know the things like this being able to print that set you apart from others makes you stand makes your application stand out in a good way not a bad way and you're not trying to belittle anyone 
you but you're just trying to you know uplift yourself show and not be I'm, show why i'm better not because right. why they're worse right exactly exactly and just be unapologetic about it not arrogant but an unapologetic you don't have to say well you know i don't i may not have a 40 hour a week job and that person over there they they deserve better no 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 everybody deserves what they what we don't grace is what dictates what we get because even if we don't deserve it right? unmerited favor right but we gotta push we gotta work hard you know what i'm saying we can't we can't just sit around and go oh it's gonna be all right no you gotta get up and there's gonna be long nights i'm not gonna be the one coming and say hey y'all need to go to bed i don't bother you guys about bedtime i may hustle you about getting up but sometimes i won't even do that because you you know if you don't get to work you don't get paid you miss a class, five absences, but it's one lady unexcused, you're done. Mm-hmm. And there's money on the table now. There's there's future on the line. There's there's some teeth behind not getting things working right. There's there's a response. Uh, something will happen if, if our if paying the bills don't get paid and not fixing the cars. Now there's there's the bless the blessing that you guys have is there's cars available, right? And we're not struggling with oh my god, oh my god, one car's down. What are we doing? Well, what's going to happen, right? Yeah. At least on this moment. Thankfully, we weren't like before. The several cars were down at the same time. Mm-hmm. I mean, the king driver <clears throat> work real quick. Right. Can he pick up at this time? But, but also, I, like, the fact that we're even able that we have multiple drivers now, yeah. that's also a big thing. Because yeah. beforehand, like Kaden said, like like you just said, like, oh, can you drive me places? Sure. Like, that was... Well, that's the matter of a vehicle. Hmm? But, and that's because we were trying to share a vehicle. But, 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 I, no, no, but, even, but even before, yeah. but, but his, to, to his point before, when he didn't have a license, Mm-hmm. There was a whole different lifestyle then. Now, and, Ev- and Evan started to come on track with, you know, getting his permit finally at 16. But it, it's coming, but it's no longer a matter of trying to wait, you know, because we've got to get out of the way and praying the Lord provides a car mm-hmm. solution for him when he's ready to drive by himself. So there's not this constant shuffling. But if we need to shuffle, we need to shuffle, right? I mean, we're Team Carlisle. We make it work. Mm-hmm. And... We have to be, make it work. And when you guys are, as you guys are going to work more, whether it be work here or work outside, it still needs to be teaming. I need to be here, here, and here. Because if, mm-hmm. if schedules need to kind of align just in case something is necessary. So, I, again, I don't want to sit a lot on Ryan. Kenan, let's talk about your goal. What is the goal for you for this calendar, not calendar, but this next 12 months? Okay, so next, just the next twelve months, not by the end of, end of December. No, just twelve. Well, I kind of had, had to kind of shift it over, just kind of fleshing it out with him, because for him, he's in school, right? He has really twenty-four months to really get his stuff together, right? For you, you said you want to take, you're going to take a time off and break, and really pour into the print. Mm-hmm. So for those who, I guess, we're probably well, what do you mean print? Those who've been following us on the Raising Men Show, we. We have the framework. We have mm-hmm. the Razor Men show. We're blessed to have those two syndicated shows. We've also expanded into apparel print. And so <coughs> we are able to print directly on clothing, bags, pretty much anything cotton. And we can also do mugs and hats on a different piece of equipment. And we're doing that here. So you're, you're excited. I appreciate it. excited to pour into that and get more into graphics and learn the packages and, and help that business grow. In addition to really pouring into Kesem. Mm-hmm. So for the next really 12 months for you, what does that look like? What are you going to do? Because you have, you have learning to do. 
learning a new business, learning a new trade, learning a new skill, as well as learning how it is to to be doing whatever Kesem needs. What are the next 12 months for you? What's your goal? How are you going to manage your time? What's your inner drive? You know, those kind of things. And there is there is money on the line, basically, for you as well. What does that look like for you? What's your drive? Um, my main drive right now is that, like, well, it's either here or we can stuck at corporate America forever. And I don't think my body has the <clears throat> the endurance to hold out that entire time. True. Um, but my goal is to be <clears throat> be able to quit my job in December. Hopefully, it's the print business is stable by then, or at least making some money from it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, enough to at least cover my part of the rent, and 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 then some. Mm-hmm. Um, and want to be able to like consistently be putting out something where I'm working on something in a way that either helps me learn or it's pushing the business forward to get us our name out there. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Mr. Allen had suggested we do um, find a business we like and try and see if we can um, establish like a, a work relationship and get like a, some kind of contract between the two of us. Sure. Do like a print business, um, do like a print job for them or we do certain merchandise for them or or even if they refer to someone else. But I would love to also be able to do like have us in some facet like printing stuff for Casum if it's not at all. I mean, if whatever i'm hoping that's a possibility i'm who knows what'll come up it's just the worst name worst thing we got for hat in a ring it's a no it's a no mm-hmm. um i don't know i mean i, I still want to work on my kid kiss some rock idea i like shifted the idea somewhat in my mind just like thinking about it and i was like okay how good what do i do how because my moran's like okay this is the final product how do i let's like across the river how do i place the stones in the water where I don't sink, or I can place it to make a bridge to get across. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to like learn the skills, and it's kind of scary sometimes because it's like I have to step out of my comfort zone to learn these things because I don't like being bad at things, yeah. like at all. So like um, this is something the whole print world is like something I'm, I'm not good at because I've never done it before, sure. and that's fine. But it's like you're not good at it yet. So not not good at it yet. Cancel your words and watch yeah. where you I'm, are not good at it yet and so i know that i can get into a mode if i put myself in the space i can learn how to like create those new like um what's it called i guess brain habits pathways and, yeah, habits yeah. of okay instead of doing video games I'll, maybe i'll watch a youtube video on how to what something that helps me print better or i'll actually go out and practice with the machine or um working with pre-treating and figure out how to get how to ace that to make to minimize the amount of um errors that we make during our print jobs yeah. uh, because i hate being unprepared and when the 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 guy came through to like help set everything up i felt so unprepared and i was like okay well hate that feeling right so let's try and do my best to work and keep my nose to the grindstones but it doesn't happen again so we we do not if when we do get another job we can, I can be prepared yeah. and like, no, okay, I can do this because I know how to do this, that, and the third. Even if I'm not making a design, if they're just giving it to us, I'm putting oh, on sure. a shirt. Sure. And I want to at some point be able to learn how to make, at least do a decent job in a design, whether it's like literally taking a, like how you did the collage with, uh, what's it called? The Tupac. Tupac. The Tupac one and putting it together or drawing itself. Because for me, drawing is not a strong point. Sure. Yeah. 
but it's like even if I I change it and try and put stuff together and just kind of like um, I hate to say like ransom note it together like you know cut some for magazines and it's, it looks like a like a, a cut out like that I mean like because that's like part of what my aesthetic is and I feel like I have references and point of view and I can <clears throat> shift it in a way where like okay I get it but it still feels like its own thing yeah. and this is the reference of it and it still feels like nice and like fun yeah. and not just I'm Oh, I just took that and threw on a shirt all the time. But the the blessing at, at printing, right? You need to always have a strong, develop a strong background in the process and printing, right? I had this conversation with someone just yesterday where they were frustrated with a printer they used in the past and that person was just a printer. They did a good job at what they did for printing, but that particular person wanted and needed a graphic artist, a graphic designer. Right, so there's really two different sides of the house. There's the graphic designer side where you're creating, you're helping people, you know, bring their graphic to life, and then there's the printer that helps bring that graphic and put it on on whatever medium it needs to be put on. In our case, it's you know a lot of cotton work, <coughs> bags or shoes or shirts, mm-hmm. and or shirts, pants or anything you know, heavy cotton. Right, so there's the two aspects and yeah there's the initial part is just there's all of us Ryan too you're gonna you need to be in part because if something happens to us that side of the house has got to continue to run but all of us are going to learn to print and go through so we all need to walk that process know it so that even if we're distracted and can do other things because when Shane was in here we were working on Erica's stuff I made mistakes because I didn't have a, a habit yet I didn't have a process of pre-treating where do you set the shirt when it comes off the pre-treater you know and is it what if the press was full so that became juggling you know so I learned quickly what it says I learned quickly I realized quickly that my lack of process knowledge and comfort with what it was doing showed when I was making mistakes and when I had actually forgot to turn the the button on the pre-treater from clean or to cleaner from water to pre-coating I made a mistake so thankfully there was enough pre-treat stuff in the lines to have done the bulk of what I needed but when I really really needed it to work it had already sprayed all the pre-treater out and it was just water in the line so I could the, the ink wouldn't stay on the fabric so I was making mistakes and it did and I weren't up burning you know ma- you know a, messing up a shirt that I really, really wanted. I only had one of it. I was like, oh, man, what happened? What happened? And I didn't realize that I had screwed up and I hadn't pre-treated the garment. I sprayed water on it, but I kept thinking, oh, man, I know because the garment's wet. I know it's been pre-treated. It doesn't mean it's wet with pre-treating it. Right. It's wet with water. Right. So it goes back to what you had been telling me before, is that we need to make notes. We need to make notes and put it up places on walls. Do you remember to do this step one, step two, step three? You said something? No, you keep going. I'll, I'll do oh. it after. So it's it's a matter of process and steps. And I think what may end up helping, well, I'll say it this way. What's going to help you help us in this case is I want you to make the notes, right? So we'll, we'll put them somewhere. It needs to be, whether it be the whiteboard or if it's just a piece of paper to now, whatever it's got. Probably the whiteboard because then you can easily change it. We'll probably just put it in between. Well, no. But, but there's some. But as we develop a process, right? Some of the stuff can't change because. You, no, no, I mean like what, what you, it needs to be put up somewhere and. 
not easily. Oh, I accidentally wiped it off. Right, because some of that stuff is some of this stuff right now because we're still learning, right? But there's some foundational things that have to go. The power has got to always be turned on to the pre-treater. The pre-treatment button is got to be the lever's got to turn from clean to pre-coding. Pre-coding. That's got to happen, right? The lines have got to be filled with pre-treatment instead of cleaner. The heads have got to be put on. You know, that's those are givens. I didn't walk the line. I didn't do the givens. So really, there's like four things we have to do before we do anything. Mm-hmm. Those four steps aren't going to change. To your point, the driveway board helps for other things that are kind of work in progress. But those four things on the pre-treater can never change. Mm-hmm. And then we have what we've got with the presets right now, the F1, 2, and then F4. Those are presets. Maybe that's on a dry erase board because some of the preset stuff can change based on the length that you amount of coating that needs to be sprayed. Yeah, that can change, right? But the formula of the presets, the philosophy behind why it was set that way, won't change. Mm-hmm. Like when F F one is for a standard garment, F two is for a white garment, F three has nothing, F four is for hoodies, right? So it's a matter of walking understand what those presets are for and what what settings inside mean what mm-hmm. right so those are things like before you have to leave the house to go to your other job you know you should I would encourage you to make a process with your homework every day like Ryan you're going to school you're doing homework for this class your <coughs> syllabus needs to be what you know Shaking the ink every day like you did, no problem. Doing that, the yeah, test. That, that's the most of it. Shaking the ink and checking, and every night trying to uh, fill the lines with water. Right. Instead of letting the, the ink, the, the pre-cut dry inside the lines. Right. And then and then run a machine. Even if it's the same graphic you print every day mm-hmm. for a week. Run it, it, it'll walk you the process. Run the same, print the same thing on white, print it on another color, print it on black, print it on red, and see how that same graphic holds up across different shirt styles you'll learn it and then you'll walk through the process and then even if i you know even if we buy a stack full of two dollar shirts right two buck chucks to print those are required right those burned rags are required we're all going to have to go through that because we're all going to make mistakes mm-hmm. you need to know what it feels like to have a stack of shirts waiting on you to run a job you need to understand what it because I didn't know I didn't know because we, we didn't have a pre-treater before we just had the the print machine would only print on a white shirt we didn't mm-hmm. have the pre-tree we go straight we press it flat we put it on the uh, the uh, printer yep. and you pr- and you press it again and, and you and you're done so that's just two two steps mm-hmm. and it's easy to tell where you are I learned quickly and rudely when Shane was here we had that colored shirt we were pre-treating. Well, we pre-press, pre-treat, press again. Now, where do you put that garment when... Okay, then, yeah, it was easy. For the first one, we put it on the printer. Mm-hmm. You let it print. Then you go back and pre-treat another. You pre-press, pre-treat, post-press. Okay, now that that's sitting on the press. Okay, now my shirt came out of the printer. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now what am I going to do? Okay, I'm going to put another shirt on the pre-treater. I'm going to start that going again. Okay, now where am I at now? Okay, wait, I got, I got a shirt that's been pressed after the pre-treater where am i putting that shirt Mm -hmm. and then i pulled the shirt off the printer to go onto the press 
Did I change the firmness from light to from heavy or firm to light? You know, those are process steps that we have to do. We have to figure out where for ourselves whether we get stickers and stuff and other types of tables or stuff that uh, pre <coughs> anything pre treater goes here, anything something else goes here. We may have we have gotta develop a process that makes it's a reliable process that's repeatable, that's sustainable. Mm-hmm. And we're only going to do it from doing it ourselves. And, and where I've got these tables set up right now, one, one big square, that may not work. We may have to split them, and one table is a pre-treat table. Everything pre-printed. Mm-hmm. And the other table, it sits over by the printer, this is everything printed on. They will forever need to stay separated. And even on the pre-press table, there is a... I don't have any pre-treat on me, and then I've got pre-treat on me. You know what I'm saying? So you know which stack has been treated. Uh, you can't have the, we can't have the, uh, I forgot. Because mm-hmm. you put on too much pre-treat and we have a problem, especially on white. Right? So we'll have to get ourselves into a process of learning. So, but it only comes through working through it, burning shirts. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah. So you, and then you have to learn the application itself. How do you set up the graphics lab? How do you do a pocket hit? How do you adjust the graphics for the size and on the? And then I'm going to print that. Then we have to go through. Wait, if the graphic is this big, how much pre-treating do I set? Where does the graphic start? Where should the pre-treater start spraying? Is it three inches off the top of the platen? Is it four inches or is it right at the top? Is the graphic really at the And then when we're, because I learned rudely too, if you don't set the shirt on the pre-treater to be ready to get the same area sprayed and treated when it gets on the machine, if I don't set that three-finger offset on the pre-treater and like I'm expecting to have it on the front of a shirt, I'm going to spray a different area. Mm-hmm. Especially on a full graphic, full 16-inch graphic. So if you... Put it at zero, so it's not starting down here. It's burning more, uh, just starting right. the top of the butt. Oh, okay. So if I so you're spraying the collar for no reason. Spraying the collar for no reason, or if I pull the collar off the edge, what if I put three fingers between the collar and the edge of the platen? Does that now pull the grab? What, what if it's a long? So it changes the area where the preview exactly. But I got to set printing on, and I have to set that same three finger offset on the printer because the printer is expecting it to be three fingers anyway, right? But what if I'm on the back? It's a five-finger offset on the back. Mm-hmm. So the, so if I'm pre-treating the back of a shirt, and I set it at a three-finger, but it's offset, so now I'm a two-inch shorter. The that means the graphic's not going to be as... If it's a full back, you're going to run that problem. So it, it's the it's a process of going through not just, oh, I pushed the pre-treat button, Dad. Yeah, well, what, what did you set the length for? Oh, I didn't change the, I didn't say, I didn't change the settings, but you have to. Yeah, they think about it more. Right. And if you're doing a pocket hit on the left chest, that's only four inches. You only need two nozzles to be on to only to spray be, that area. To just spray that one area. So you have to remind yourself that's really what preset three is right now. So mm-hmm. yeah, three is right now. It's a pocket hit section of only a four by four, mm-hmm. right? But it, it's those things that you don't think about until you get into the process of doing it. And you go, and then you learn. It's like you know, we should probably do this now. And change and shift and be willing mentally 
to be flexible. And I think, that, and I know, Brian, we've been talking a lot about printing, and you were like, what are these guys talking about? Because you don't have the experience with the machine, but you will get it. But it all applies even with your school. You've got to, we've all got to be mentally flexible enough to be willing to change. You took a change today that I was proud of. I didn't, I didn't say anything to you. I didn't, and I didn't realize that you were driving to two different campuses on Monday and Wednesday. I'm sure you told me, but mm-hmm. it didn't click. You just took my, what my brain heard, so I'm not going to say you didn't tell me. What my brain heard was, I got the class that I needed. Okay, great. And then I heard something about San Alejo, but I wasn't, again, I'm not in the situation at the school, and I'm, I'm purposefully trying to stay out of the process to let you work the process, right? And be successful and you be confident in your process, right? Not from like, oh, I'm letting you go and I'm not supporting you. No, it's mm-hmm. like, if I as a parent don't go into coaching mode, right? Then it's gonna look like I'm handling things. I can't be that, that helicopter parent that's just hovering. I can't, because you'll never grow, mm-hmm. right? And same thing with the printing and shirts. I gotta let you go out there and, and burn a shirt and make a bag full of rags. Because the reality is, every rag we make on the front side has an opportunity in the area to print on the back side. And every, every, we could turn that shirt around or turn the shirt inside out for crying out loud. And we got four areas to print, two fronts, two backs. You know what I'm saying? Because we need the practice. I don't mind that. You know what I'm saying? Because what I don't want to do is I don't want to practice on somebody's shirt where the customer's got a $7 shirt. Because we bought a high quality <coughs> And all of a sudden, I got eight rags. Yellow because, marks everywhere because the preacher even it's not right. right. Versus if we take a $3 shirt or a $2 shirt or a dollar shirt, print on it four times, two in the front, end, you know, inside and out, two in the back, inside out, that's money well spent. Yeah, maybe our first batch of white ink and other inks, maybe that's just a practice set. Okay, that's money well spent versus an order coming back from a client. Mm-hmm. Right, eighteen hundred or twenty five hundred dollar deal or five thousand dollar deal, we lost. We got to re- reorder, rebuy because we didn't press right. Or what if we didn't press long enough? Have we washed anything off this machine yet? No, mm-hmm. we washed off the other machines. I wanted to know, but I need to wash that stuff and make sure. How does it look after the wash? This is the time we need to take to practice. Mm-hmm. Same thing with you, Ryan. You don't know what this test is going to are really going to do until it gets to you. Don't know what a test looks like. Mm-hmm. The best analogy I can give you for a college test: go back to your DMV test days when you practice. You all those practice tests, and Evan was up all night doing all that crap with you know practicing, taking practice tests, and bothering you with questions, and bothering Katie with questions, and bothering me with questions. The whole drive over and the whole time driving back to the DMV because I forgot to take his first uh, <laughs> with me and to drive right back and wait in line. He was taking tests the whole dog on time, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Part, wait, I, why didn't you? Uh, why didn't you just ask me to bring the birth certificate to you so you didn't lose your place in line?" I lost it anyway. I couldn't. Well, also I needed the car to go to class, so you would have had to. I would have had no car. We, to get he there. technically could have bought the. We would have made it back in time. Oh yeah, because yeah. when I realized. The issue, yes, I could have called you, but it wouldn't have done anything. It would have, no, that's not true. It would have saved me probably 35 minutes Mm -hmm. because it was 35 home and other 35 back. Oh, so you made it all the way to the DMV. All the way and stood in line Mm. and got to the front and got and showed them my paperwork. Thought I had done it right. And that was already after having the computer and I fight Mm 
because the printer, the computer didn't want to open the file I needed, so I could so I couldn't print the the uh, proof of residencies. That our day was was jacked pretty well, mm-hmm. just getting there. So, but I know, but I, there had to have been a reason. So I stopped getting frustrated, and that's another thing too, with the whole school and printing. There's just going to be days when it's going to be frustrating. And we're gonna we're gonna swear that we're doing the process right. We're gonna swear. And like when I had the problem making mistakes with the shirts, when they when the ink didn't well, the ink was there, but because it wasn't pre-treated, the ink was really supremely faded on a black shirt. And I was mm-hmm. mad. I was swearing up and down. I was swearing. Yes, sir. From church mm-hmm. people, I was swearing, <laughs> and I was swearing up and down that I had done it right. I know I pre-treated, it, but I pre-treated it with water, and that's not what it is. I I didn't do the process right. I screwed up. I failed. But you learn more in a loss and in a failure than you do in a win. That's that's a big that right there is something that I actually talked about with my friends yeah. um, during our last night of camp. Actually, yeah. it was a question that I brought up. It, it's very similarly phrased, not exactly the same phrase, but like it was. Do you think that us or society itself mm-hmm. grows more through negative? Um, experiences are positive and the way the analogy that I use <laughs> was like a video game mm-hmm. so it, you know good experiences are like oh, you love having good experiences those are easy kind of thing you know um, I think of it as like a low level enemy in a video game you get small you get a small <laughs> amount of XP from it you know like it's a level up yeah. but fighting the harder enemies aka the harder experiences and <clears throat> negative experiences you get more experience from those and level up from those and you so i'd say like the harder things you three times fighting it but you come back and win eventually you come up with the strategy that works yeah exactly and you um uh you make that uh you grow more from those negative experiences which is very sad but it it seems like it's a very big thing that that goes on and um just really quick to go back to like Kesem and stuff really mm-hmm. quick. Yeah. Um, okay. I was when I was cleaning my room, I like found like not found, but I pulled out my bag of Kesem stuff that I have, and I found some uh, little like happy notes and like sunshines from my friends and counselors and stuff about like how they appreciate me as a, per- as a person. Mm-hmm. And looking at those now, I was like, I'm gonna hang these up on my walls. I'm gonna put them on the wall because the past like two three weeks like i didn't i I wasn't like feeling great because i was at home all day uh not that i didn't enjoy being at home you know it was nice you know showing the dogs i guess but like you can only do so much of that because a lot of like like not being employed like i didn't realize how much of my time was taken up from work (laughs) until i didn't have a job anymore and i was like this feels different than the last time when I, cause I went 16 years without having a job sure. and then I get one and then now I don't have one anymore. I'm like, why does this silence feel different? So yeah. like being at home and stuff, not getting to go out with friends or just not getting, not even playing like video games or anything like that. Cause all my friends are either at work or they're out doing stuff already. Mm-hmm. Or some of them are like already moving away to college. Yeah. <clears throat> I was like, this sucks. I don't like this. I, this is horrible. Yeah. I was like, I need, I want to talk to somebody. I want to go out and do stuff. But I was like, where am I going to go? What am I going to buy? Who am I going to go talk to? What am I, like, it's not that I, I can't just go out and meet new people, but sure. it's 
not as easy as it really seemed, you know. Because everyone during that time is either at work or <laughs> moving to college. Exactly. Your, your age is. So you're going to the military. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, I was kind of like a negative headspace for a little while. Just for, like, these past, like, couple weeks. So I was like, I don't know what to do. This sucks. I don't want to do anything. But then looking back at, like, these custom nuts that I have, it's all these counselors and people talking about how, like, I'm such a upstanding they call him like an upstanding person someone who always like sees the positive in everyone sure. um i'm unapologetically Delusional. myself is what i've heard a lot of people <laughs> say and uh very welcoming to people what i've like say and i was like i can't let these little experiences let me just negatively think that way through for the rest of these couple of weeks you know right. i can't just sit in that right. space forever right i'm like I, I I pride myself on being somebody who sees the positive in the world or in people and literally anything. I try not to do dwell on the negative because I feel like I've we've it's not that we've been through enough, but well, not even no I, yeah I, no no okay. I'm trying to find a way to phrase let's it. Let's not bring more back into it. All right, no. I'm another dead person. <laughs> no, that's facts. <laughs> I don't need this. another housing insecurity. Yeah, I don't need, we don't need to be living back at the condo again. I, I like having my own room. Yeah. What's up for Evan? I guess just say I, I feel like I've been through enough negative in my life to think I don't. There's there's not a lot of stuff so that can top what we've to been you. through. Yeah. Like you know, financial stuff. That's not that big a deal compared to losing mom, having to go through several houses, move away from several groups of friends I've attempted to make and stuff like that. Yeah. This like a little. That's why I feel like I got over that such a so so easily because yeah. yeah. it's insignificant compared to what we've gone through up until this point so i can't let just because i'm at home for a little while and can't go talk to people doesn't mean i can't i have to i can just sit and dwell like oh i'm sad i i can't yeah we uh, like what am i what am i gonna go do it's like no i can't keep thinking that way that's why i'm taking this next chapter of like my life like college and stuff as like you're gonna. You're not gonna have that negative outlook. You're gonna keep that positive outlook. You're gonna keep. You're gonna keep becoming a more confident person. Gonna go out and do do more stuff. You know. You're gonna. You're not gonna feel that way anymore. Right. Or it's not. Not that. Not like I won't have bad days. You know. But right, right. I'm gonna make sure that I have as many happy days as I can. And I'm gonna try to look for the positive in everything. And I'm gonna keep fighting for everything that I want. I'm not gonna sit there, and. If somebody says something or does something and I just have to, like, put up with it, no. Um, if it goes against what I believe in, if it goes against my personal beliefs, I'm going to step up for that. I'm not going to sit back and let that happen. I'm like, oh, the, you said I can't do this or I have to do it this way. It's like, I'm uncomfortable with that. I don't want to do that. This, the, what I want to do, I'm going to go do it this way. I'm going to fight for that. I'm not going to let somebody punk me. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny you say that because I appreciate you for sharing that part because I've been, as a parent, been looking for the reason, the why, why we weren't able to find the finances mm. to get there, right? Mm. And I was I was struggling with the why because I know we have a, we all have a mutual friend that has been going to a college almost four years now, and they're on public assistance and they've been getting forty. 40 and 40 plus thousand dollars a year from that university in scholarship money. Housing, everything. I'm thinking, I'm like, man, if you're doing it for this person, Lord, sure the Lord will do it for us. Mm -hmm. And he didn't. 
and I and I took exception. I had a problem with that. I was like, okay, Lord, but I don't understand. If you go do it for them, I'm sure we're just as good as them. And it's not a matter of good. It's not a matter of, matter of favored because favor isn't fair. Favor from God is not fair. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's all about the plan. And now I understand with everything you just said, I understand now why you didn't get the money. And I understand now why you're here. Do, I'm just kidding. You're not, you're not, you're not, <laughs> no, no, no. Well, that part too. No. I'm just starting. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just starting the pot. I'm just messing. Yeah, but I'm saying because had you gotten the money to go to Arizona, whether it, whether it had been on the back and the strength of, of loans and other things that have hampered us and hindered us moving forward or not, you may or may not have gotten to the mindset that you just had. So it makes sense. So you had to stay here. You had to get to the point where this you and you understand not the why of where we are, but you understand the the dealing through from where we are. Yeah. So that needed to take place. So now you have a ground zero now. Mm-hmm. You know, grieving done. You know, life change. Get it. Understand. Got to move forward. I'm good. Nothing's going to stop me. I am settled. Let's go. That's why I and you're, told. And you're saying you're saying is what what we ball. Yeah, we ball. We ball. You know, you just gotta take whatever you got and run with bowling? it. Bowling? No, we we ball. ball. I'll oh. tell you the full because I can't say the full phrase on the air. But uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's only two extra words that's missing. But it's not. I'm not gonna say it. Yeah. But um, no. it's th- that phrase really does help a lot. You know, I'm like like. When I w- was like struggling to get that financial like help for um, for ASU, I was mad again. Like you said, I, I was really mad too. I was like, I wanted to have that same college experience on my friends. Like I said, I think I, think I said this actually on there already, but mm-hmm. like I was, I felt embarrassed that I hyped that up and then I'm not going anymore. Yeah, me Could, too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, no, I know Evans mad. He don't have his own room. Now. Oh, he was he was mad. He's scarred. Um, He's scarred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. I was like, I can't let that be that big of a deal. You know, it happens to a lot of people. I'm not the only person it's ever happened to. It's not like going the to community. really said get ratio. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's not like this is going to be a bad thing for me. I can, like, talking to Evan Saban about it really helped a lot. Because he and I have been going back and forth about, like, this whole, like, college situation sure. and stuff and what it's going to look like. And, like, at first I was like, you know, going to community college is probably a blessing in disguise. There's a lot of... Like, there's probably a lot more I need to do around here before I really can go out and go be on my own kind of thing. Sure. So, and it it's truthful because there's, like, like, like what I just talked about and all the things I just experienced within these last few weeks, I was like, I definitely wouldn't have, I don't think I'd feel, feel like this if I would, I'd already left right now. Right. Been at AS Arizona. Well, you, wouldn't, you, wouldn't have, you would not have had to. Because mm-hmm. you would not have had to have processed through another loss. Yeah. Or frustration in, in to understand the what in the hell, right? Because mm-hmm. there's only so much you can really go through before you're just like, no, I don't, I don't need to worry about this now. Like it's like, it's like I'm not gonna take that anymore. You know, I'm like, right. I'm done. I'm gonna take what I got. I'm not gonna be mad about it, and I'm gonna just run with it. Right. Well, what's, what's the old phrase they say? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah. So mm-hmm. not going to Arizona didn't kill you. Mm-hmm. Makes you stronger. Yeah. 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 You know, 
what what killed mom didn't kill us. <laughs> it made us strong. Wow. Well, I mean, wow. Yeah, I get okay. it. <laughs> too much? Too soon? No, okay. We do the same. It's not, it's not too soon. It's more like, that's... that's. <laughs> but, but, it's, but, it's, but it's for real, though. I mean, it, it may sound harsh. And, we're, and folks are listening to it on Raising Men Show. And if you, you come in on one of our affiliates, whether it be um, WJRG or WKBY or, you know, off of Remnant Media. ABC. That's you know, coming soon. Yeah, even though... Oh, no, we're going to get there, and we're going to Well, get... I, I'm not like the actual network. I realized that after I said it. I, <coughs> you were saying letters, and I was like, let me add to it. Hey, put this thing I'll on Spotify. It. We'll put well, Apple Apple on Spotify, too. We're on all the streaming outlets, and so I'm we're going to be on I'm more. But it's just your college I'm experience not. that you're describing is going to come later, right? Mm-hmm. But it's all a part of God's plan. And in, in the, in the Bible talks about it. It says, you know... Man makes his plan, right? But mm-hmm. God orders his steps. So your plan was to go away to college on a high level. Arizona was the choice. But when you shared later that it was really UCLA was the choice, mm-hmm. but you didn't step that way. I didn't, yeah. Because right, I, I just got, at the time, I just got lazy. I, I didn't fill out the application. I was like, that's shocking. I was like, this Negro talking about going to UCLA since yeah. he knew how to spell it. Pretty much. Because he didn't apply for a scholarship. Well, it's not even the fact I didn't apply for a scholarship. I didn't apply to the school in general. Exactly. I was like, but you didn't apply to, I mean, like, a scholarship in general. I was like, didn't apply to a scholarship. Well, I don't know if It's like once after COVID hit, I was like, it's not that I lost all motivation. No, it pretty much is. I kind of lost almost all motivation to go to college. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, I'll be here for a while. I'll just focus on this stuff. I can't keep worrying about college. And then senior year rolled around faster than I thought. And I was like, I have no plans right now for what college I'm going to go to. I had UCLA in mind, but I was like, I don't, I didn't write the essays. I didn't, I I was like, I I don't think I could, I should, it's not that I don't think I should have gone, but I was like, you would have made it. Yeah, I was like, what the heck? So here's the thing, now that you know, difficult to make it, sorry. No, no, you but that's the thing that we talked about. We, We know what trying to go to college with no plan looks like, right? Now you've got two years Right, or even if it choose a year, you get two years to to make this plan out, to understand what the classes exactly need to be. You know, they need to be in this cl- cluster, this cluster, so much from this, so much from this, till you got the sixty. If you want to go the full two years and then full transfer, right? Mm-hmm. So you you know what that looks like, and and as you continue to go through, you'll need to still meet with these, you know, the counselors at the school, like the transfer right service. They have transfer services, transfer and stuff. services like they yeah. Right, and you'll be able to talk with them, and they'll be able to say, well, you know what, right now, last year, they took kids that were, or students, not kids, took students that were transferred, they were in this type of GPA, this type of background. Our friend Darius from the Bakersfield area, he's he's a person that you already know that's in admissions at a qualified California university. We could speak with him anytime you're ready, and he's available. He can also help you coach you through that transfer process, Right. What I what I appreciated about the uh, when I was talking to my counselor when I went to like the welcome fest day for Miracosta, yeah. they were uh, they they talked about how like for psychology majors mm-hmm. they tend to be kind of oh I guess it's pretty competitive for kids to get in under this major at UCLA specifically. It's, it's competitive, period, to get at UCLA. That's yeah, what, and that's what I'm, that's, that's what yeah, I'm like, I think like, I like looked up prior. To like what what their acceptance is like for transfer students yeah. for psychology majors, yeah. it's pretty low. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna have to do a lot 
to stand out and be that kid who was like, yeah, we're going to take him. He's going to be part of that small percentage of kids we take. He's going to be that kid. And I was like, dang. Um, Yeah. So so let's let's make it even easier for ourselves, right? To make you stand out, this show, this talk show in itself is application of psychology. Because you've always said that you wanted to be able to help people have better, be better, Mm -hmm. right? That's what this show does. So just in you digging in here, not just participating as a host, right, but you're actually taking the lead on topics, taking the lead on guests, taking the lead on interviews, and driving this thing, right? Like how I did, like, I think back to the, nothing back, but I just think to the episode I did yesterday with right. my friends. Right. Because we talked a lot about what this college experience is looking like sure. for a lot of us, how, like, what our original plan was. We all talked about, like, what our original idea of, like, mm-hmm. oh, what major we wanted to start off with. Sure. Oh, where we are now or where we were originally going to go to college. All these different plans we are going to go through and how we've, like, deviated from that original thought process. One thing I thought was funny, though, because we deviated off that topic and went to jobs. and talking about Evan's job at Ike's. Sure. And he kept, he kept plugging um, where his job was. <laughs> he did it like five or six times. First thing I was like, Evan has a job? But he yeah. left the bar. Yeah, he, he kept saying. The only, uh, job, the only thing Evan be working on is my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. He was like, uh, Ike's, uh, Mira Mesa, off the... Uh, uh, I forgot which exit it was, but he just kept saying the exit. He was like, "Come, come and get a get a sandwich." <laughs> we were we were on the topic for like Not probably ten sandwich, minutes, ten fifteen minutes. I just talking about his sandwiches. It was funny, but it was like Ike's needs to come and get an advertising space on the racing men show. And at this point, because we were like, we're like, we're like, it's just like a brief pause in the episode, and it just reads off Ike's like mm-hmm. address, like where he works and stuff. Like, sure. <laughs> just bleep it out. Yeah, gotta, but that's the thing, you know, you gotta. This provides you that avenue, mm-hmm. right? And on social media, the Raising Men social media site, where you do videos, you can do posts. You all, if you don't have access to it right now, I can give you access to it. Where you can put that there, where it's documented. Where we don't just talk about it, encourage you to be about it, right? Where if being able to transfer to UCLA is the goal, you may have some other opportunities by the time you get there. The Lord may order the step to go someplace else. You know, I really wanted to go to UCLA, but you know what? This other opportunity came here. I'd rather go here. Mm-hmm. Right? I believe I'm going to, you know, have that done so you can say, I've got I've got a podcast that does this where I've been doing personally these following things. I also have a trade under my belt where I can, my trade is making shirts. I can do graphics. I can do shirts. I can, I can print. You know what I'm saying? So when you're away at school, if you needed to do something or stay connected with us, hey, I've got us a job from a distance on doing this, you know, still so, so partnering with Kesham and all the other things. You have those things. You take that on to another school as well. The pool of students is getting deeper and wider with other kids who are becoming, other students on this kid, the kids that are students and adults, becoming more diverse in who they are as people. So you're going to have to make those things to just make you stand out. Yeah. And go and be excited about it, not be frustrated. So I think it's I think it's a great thing. So I definitely encourage you to keep it going. Both of you keep going. Don't don't give up. There'll be days that are going to suck. There'll be days that are going to be great. Days that are going to make you wonder, what in the hell am I doing? Why am I here again? But going back to the vision board. Okay, my plan is to get to UCLA. My plan is to get... 
to be graphics and get into Kesem on a national level. I keep saying national. I don't know. I can't speak for you, kidding me. It's whatever it is, right? To get into this place where you're able to give back to students, to a student who's like you, to find them, right? Like Kesem found all of you, found us, right? So that has to help because in those days when it's long and it's hard, you're pushing carts or pushing a cart machine, they're dealing with crazy, you know, employees or crazy customers or the machines are acting crazy. There's another naked guy running through the store. I know. I've huh? <laughs> almost forgotten about that. Well, he wouldn't I run. Go, he, I go let he you wouldn't run. It. He was on his cart with no pants on. I uh, still can't look at those cart. I still can't look at those mobility scooters the same. Cause I keep thinking, which one had this man's bare ass hey, on wow. the scooter? Well, that is where it is in the Bible. So we can use that. Like, but, like the donkey, of course. But it's crazy. You know, so it's it's the thing we have to make sure we're doing, right? Because on those moments when it gets hard, you've got to remember what's the reason, what's the end goal, right? And as long as you guys can realize that you're getting up every day, working towards your passion, whether it's one step, one task, whatever, it matters. It matters. And, you, and we're going to get there. I mean, look, I just don't want, like, my goal is I just don't want you guys to be 50-ish trying to finally get back to what made you passionate. Take your time, go through different processes, find out what it is, and go for it. Just, I'm 35 years removed, and that sucks. Anyway, it's the end of our episode. We're going to see you guys next time, and we will either continue this topic, or, as you all are beginning to, you know, but we do pass it on to you in terms of the topics that we, that we do, because I can't do it all. Even today was an example. We were making dinner. I couldn't manage the the you know the shrimp and the grits and the spinach. Katie was doing the fries. Jackson wanted burgers. The burgers are being done outside on the grill. I I totally forgot they were on there. I needed to have him manage that. Teach him right. If we don't team make the teamwork, the dreams don't work. Yeah. So we have got to manage with each other, and we can't and help each other get along. So yeah, you have to help more. All right, hope you all enjoyed the episode. We'll get back. Please always watch us, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Even at the yard. Yeah, Raising Men's on Twitter as well. At Raising Men. You always see us on our... We're going to get the website back up again at the at RaisingMen.com. It's... Yeah, we got some work to do, but Lord knows. Anyway, we'll see you all next week right here on Tuesdays on any of your listening outlets, whether it be WJRG, WKBY, any of the streaming outlets. Amazon Music, my kids are on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play. Google Play? Yes, sir. We are even even on iHeart. That's pretty awesome. We'll see you all. Yes, sir. See you all next week. Hello. Bye.